Welcome to the Liberty Experts Podcast, where all your liberty questions are answered, discussed, and debated by experts. Now, here are your liberty experts, Tim Moen and David Birnbaum. Yeah, hey, we got to get this up How's it going? Hey, hey David, it's going it's going great, man. It's going I, great. I just realized as we're about to get into another topic that's sort of about my personal life a little bit or my view of things, um, we don't do that as much for you. So I need to think hmm. of things to make us talk more about you and your life. But you wanted to talk about, uh, I sent you a message. I'm out of focus right now. Oh, my. I sent you a message um, saying that, you know, I've decided to take looking for a significant other more seriously. And, yeah. you know, if do you know anyone who might be interested in me? If so, you know, consider connecting us. And you wanted to you wanted to then talk about this uh, on the show. So, yeah, why? Why well, do you want to this? Why do you think this is valuable to discuss? No, before before we get into that, I, I just want to, I'll tell you a little bit of something about my personal life that will segue, I think, nicely into what we're talking about today. Um, the, the other day, I don't know if I told this on our live stream or not, uh, but our, my station uh, went out to do an ice rescue call uh, in the middle of this little pond near our station for a person that was down on the middle of the ice. And they got out there and what they brought back was not a person but a high fidelity sex doll. It was a, it was one of those uh, real dolls, you know, those expensive mannequins uh, yeah. felt very real, felt just like a real person, David. Um, and so I, I don't know. I mean, if you can't find a woman, you might want to consider, um, you know, the next best thing, an inorganic girlfriend rather than an organic one. Let's go with that. But okay. I uh, well, <laughs> felt ashamed and like just ditched this real doll those must be pretty expensive or if like a wife i i know i i don't know i suspect maybe the wife found it or you know maybe it was a uh, restless teen who found it in his dad's closet or something like that i mean what's a dad gonna do if you know a teen steals his sex doll right is he gonna bring it up and make it a big issue at the family table <laughs> and start arguing and meet out discipline to his his uh, kid that stole I don't know or you know what it could have been uh, another firefighter from another hall playing a prank I got uh, a guy in mind I'm thinking about that might actually have one of those dolls and uh, might have left it out there but um, there's a little from a little glimpse behind the curtain behind into my personal <laughs> life personal well it was personal dude i was like pushing this doll's butt trying to get it into the dumpster um i mean that's a personal thing isn't it i don't know whatever I it disagree, was gross man I... I didn't know where that doll had been like <laughs> okay fine sure thanks for the personal yeah. story there you so, go why did you think this was worth a, like i can tell you about why i decided to do this but um why did you think it was uh worth talking about on a podcast well, I just thought it'd be uh, good for the ratings uh, <laughs> to talk about your personal life. Uh, and I think there's there's something interesting there because, I mean, we've talked about this before. Um, you had the, this idea that maybe you needed to have an objectivist girlfriend, someone who had, the, had um, really thought about philosophy and epistemology and, and shared your views and... Um, that way you could share a life together or whatever. And I encourage you to, you know, find someone that, that allows you to be the best version of yourself. And sometimes, um, 
having a person that's identical to you is not the best way to do that because you're both, you know, I once had this girlfriend, I was in this band. Here's another glimpse behind the scenes into my personal life. Okay. Uh, I was in this band. I was the lead singer of this band. I played the keys, um, singer. And, you know, I was the front man. This was our garage band. And we had a few gigs around town. And then I started dating this girl who was also like to be the center of attention and like to be the lead singer. And she's, she's, Next thing you know, she's infiltrating our band practice. Oh, can I sing a song or two? Oh, do you mind if I sing this at the next gig? And, you know, next thing you know, she was basically taking over from me and and it sparked animosity. Anyways, we were too similar. It, it wasn't going to work. Okay. Uh, you need someone that, that supports you being the best version of yourself, just like you support her being the best version of yourself. Um, you know, and, and men and women are, um, are hit traditionally have different roles in a relationship, right? One is the protector, gatherer of resources. The other is the nurturer and the caretaker. And and you need both those things, I think, in a healthy relationship. That's not to say that those roles can't be mixed up and one person could be more masculine or feminine, doesn't have to necessarily follow um, strict traditional lines or whatever, but um, you can't be, you can't be both be uber masculine people or uber feminine people and, you know, expect the relationship to work. And, uh, you know, objectivist thinking is hyper masculine thinking as Jonathan Haidt would say. Uh, and, and it might not bode well to have, uh, you know, a hyper masculine thinker as a, as a, a partner necessarily. So, um, I also suggested, look, how, how is Liberty expert nation, how is David going to find a girlfriend? What what's what are your? I'd love to hear your advice to him. I suggested to David uh, that he maybe go to church and find a good girl. Um, David, what, why are you laughing? Explain yourself. Well, because I don't think church is the right place, but I do think it's on the right track. Like there needs to be community places where you can actually meet people. And I'm laughing that you're putting a call out to Liberty Expert Nation to try and. Uh, uh, find me a girlfriend. Um, Why do you see them as all as, as uh, basement dwelling neckbeards or what? No, I just <laughs> incels. Find, is our is our audience a bunch of incels? Um, no. Well, let me just say what my thinking was behind this because you know a significant other is someone that like it's it's a really important value to me, right? I really value the mm -hmm. idea of being in a marriage. You know, I'm 28. I am looking to start a family and these sorts of things, and. You know, I've had a lot of baggage with respect to my my uh, thoughts around relationships and past relationships and things like that. But I basically realized, okay, there's all of the other values I have. I very actively pursue. I build businesses. I reach out and I nourish friendships. Mm. I try and like maintain family relationships to the degree that's possible. I very actively pursue all of my other values, but not this one. And it was like, okay. That doesn't make any sense. If I actually claim to value this, that means if I have integrity, I will act to gain it, right? Um, and so that's kind of what became very clear to me in the past couple of weeks. And I was like, okay, well, the first, the best place, because I don't have, you know, a community I'm a part of that I could meet people through, um, except the Liberty Expert Nation, of course. Um, but, um, you know, okay, so I have, you know, about a dozen people who I think know me pretty well, so I can reach out to them and say, okay, do you know someone who might be a good fit for me? 
And I think that's how it used to happen, right? You'd hear like a friend of a friend, you'd set up on a blind date or whatever. And there's sort mm-hmm. of, that is kind of the, the basis of my community would be my friends. And it, they used to be, okay, all of my friends would be in my kind of location. But now my closest friends are kind of spread out all over the place. But I think still that's my community is the people who I talk to the most, who I think know me the best. And so I reached out to them to say, okay, do you know anyone? Cause like, that's the first degree of separation, right? Some, and, and so it's, I don't think I need to necessarily go inject myself into a new community that I won't agree with or, or, or like necessarily many of the people right. in that community. It's about understanding, okay, communities have, have shifted um, and it's not quite the same as it used to be. Um, but you know, where is my community and how do I go from there? And then I've also decided, um, I'm going to wait till January just cause I'm going to be kind of out and about in December that, you know, okay, I'll, I'll figure out a dating site that I think is actually valuable. I'll put money into it and see, okay, does this actually provide right. any benefits? Um, so I rejoined or I'm in the process of exploring like, okay, Cupid and match.com. Cause it's like, you know, I used to feel kind of dejected or like, it's sad that I need to go there to try and find someone, but it's like, no, I just have to accept the state of reality. This seem, these seem to be the best tools uh, to pursue this value. So if I want to pursue this value, I will use these tools. Um, any harmony is apparently really expensive. Well, let's talk a little bit about, um, what you would value in a partner. Um, so that Liberty Expert Nation, when and they put their antenna up and they send you, forward you some names and they they um, connect you with uh, people they think might be good matches, so that they know exactly what it is you're looking for. So this is funny because I have a business idea I want to work on um, that is bringing back like 1980s video dating. I don't know if you oh, remember or maybe. I remember, yeah. Yeah, so like very interesting. This, so this is this my video profile? Um, well, yeah, but so, this isn't about you. This is about, uh, the, the girl you want who, who, what, what is our goal here? What, obviously you oh, want right. a long-term relationship. Yeah. What do you, what do you think you're going to value in a, in a partner? Well, two things are the most important for me because they're the two things I value the most in myself and it's authenticity, right? I want someone who really knows who they are and can be honest with themselves and authentic with themselves and who's also trying to be the best person they can be, right? I really actively think about and work towards being a better person. And so Mm. those two things are the things that we would have to share because I just wouldn't, I think, be satisfied with someone who has struggles because they can't, and and I'm not saying they have to be perfect and know all of the depths of their own psyche, but they have to have like um, a disposition towards authenticity with themselves and towards you know, growing, um, properly. One Would thing- that look like uh, self-awareness sort of, uh, or, or, um, self-reflection, something where they noticed that, um, you know, I, I was watching, uh, the bachelorette with my wife, uh, last night. And, you know, I thought a couple of the guys called this girl out on her, like she, she, here, here's the backstory. She basically fell in love with this one guy really quickly and ignored everyone else. And everyone else is like, kind of, WTF, like, well, what are we doing here? And eventually she just said, you know what? Yeah, I'm breaking up with all of you and I'm going with this guy. So now halfway through the season, they brought in a new bachelor. 
I realize now I'm talking a lot about the bachelorette and this is kind of embarrassing. You know, now you're getting a glimpse into my personal life. This, these are some of the yeah. things you have to do when you're in a relationship though, David, you have to, this you know, show much interested. more than you. Okay. So, but this, this, this guy calls her out legitimately and says, I think you owe us an apology. And she's like, I will not apologize for falling in love. And she's like, no, I, I, I don't care that you fell in love with this guy. I care that you kept stringing us along. You kept us on the hook here. You kept us here without telling us the truth about how you're feeling about this guy. And we've wasted all this time being here. We've dropped our, our lives to be here. And she was just like, well, I won't apologize for being in love. Now, to me, this, this indicates a severe lack of self reflection and ownership over your own self, right? Yeah, yeah. You did do something that like you, you could have cleared things up a lot quicker for these guys. You could have been honest with them and you're not owning that. Instead, you, you are now running to the producers and getting hugs because um, these guys hurt your feelings, right? And that to me is, is a complete lack of, of self-reflection, self-awareness uh, about anything that the world rocks. So, so, to to uh, if I'm hearing you correctly, you want someone that that doesn't do that. Someone that is like, hmm, do I really owe you an apology? Let me think about this. I'm I'm feeling a lot of uh, frustration right now that you asked that question. Um, and you know, I think it's you know you know whatever. But but have, yeah. is able to have an honest discussion with you about that rather than simply deflecting and making it all about you hurting my feelings, kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. But I think the authenticity is a bit is a bit deeper than that, because this is kind of the issue with a lot of the objectivists I know, actually, is that um, they're they're not compassionate to themselves. So they're mm. self-aware, but they right. can't change because they just get mad at themselves. And so they're stuck in this loop. Right. right? And it takes self-acceptance, mm, self-awareness, compassion to actually be able to change and move forward. And so I, I'm very frustrated by people who are self-aware, but don't change because it's too difficult, whereas it's yeah. difficult because they're too harsh on themselves. And so authenticity is the, the way I try and think of what I am with myself is I'm just like very compassionate to myself. And I, I know like I'm just growing into who I'm meant to be. Right. And so I right. want someone who has that sort of framework. So it's part like, you know, dedication to the truth part self-awareness part self-compassion um those are kind of all captured in in the authenticity piece yeah. for me and then it's yeah i i very much anyone who thinks they can't be better like i'm not saying that there's no such thing as moral perfection i i think like you know someone can be a per a good person um but uh like i always want to be growing as a person as well right so it's right it's that yeah, yeah. too. So those two are the main things. And in terms of, um, you know, what would what would be important for anyone to know about what I'm looking for is I very much do have big plans for the life I want to build, the company I want to build, the world I'm trying to build. Um, and we've talked about that a bit before. And I think I like a good balance to that would be a, a wife who is relatively stay at home, right? And that's kind of like a traditional view that many women get offended by, mm -hmm. but they have to understand the way I actually think of it. I think of it as I want a partner. I want someone who's helping me change the world, who's helping me grow my businesses, who's like literally the person I'm building it with, who's running the companies with me. And it's, and then some people say, well, then why wouldn't you be the stay at home dad? I'm not 
opposed to that on principle. It's just not what I want to do personally. Right. And so it's someone, you know, I think of, I don't know the details of their relationship, but, you know, I think of Michelle Obama, who she became the president's wife, right? Because that's an important thing. And she knew how much value she brought to Barack Obama and that they were running the country together. If they have a healthy relationship, like that's what goes on in my view in a healthy relationship. Well, and and even more than that, it's it's what he brought to the relationship for her, right? I mean, um, incredible amounts of resource, status, uh, security, safety. Um, you know, the ability to raise two daughters in an amazing you know environment. So uh, you know, it, it's not like um, like it, it, it's it's complimentary right it wasn't all about barack obama it was about the two of them and what they both got out of it mutually and they got two different things barack obama got a support system and someone who could help him achieve his goals him achieving those goals provided a support system and and a um a life for michelle so uh, they're complimentary so i so what what is your wife going to get out of this relationship with you well, well, I have a or your girl, let's say, let's not, let's not jump to wife just yet, but um, what? well, so when you say Barack Obama, she helped him achieve his values. I don't view it that way. He achieved their values. They achieved their values together. They just each had a different role to play. Right. The, the current narrative is that like, oh, well, like Barack's achieving his existential values, but Michelle just has to support him or whatever. Right. It is, right. Yeah. And it's like, no. She supports him because he's achieving their values in the world, right? That's why they're together. That's if she hated right. his politics, she wouldn't support him running for president right. and that kind of thing. Right. Um, have you ever heard, uh, have you ever talked about uh, Walter Block's marriage inequality explanation of the, the gender wage gap? Because I no. think it kind of informs this a little bit, what we're talking right. about. So, oh, sorry, sorry, I'll let you finish and then I'll tell you about it. Oh, no. Well, I was just going to continue on to your actual question about like... Oh, yeah. Go go on. I'll bring it up later if it's relevant. Um, so one one last thing I'll add is the other example I think of with respect to this, I think it's uh, Eric Weinstein or Eric Weinstein said how, you know, how lucky for his kids that their stay-at-home mother was a PhD educated woman, right? Like right. And she knew the value of being a stay-at-home mom, kids are something she wants. She wants to raise great people, great yes. humans, and the value of that. And the reason I bring it up is because if, 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 if a woman isn't open to the possible rationality of this view, we're not going to get along anyways. Right, right. I'm not saying that I'm, I can't be convinced, but if they don't think this is a valid train of thought, it's not going to happen. Um, yeah. In terms of what value I bring, I mean, I think... There's a lot of value I bring if I'm very confident in my ability to um, produce. I'm going to have, there's no issue with in terms of like my my productive capacity and how much I will be able to earn. Um, in terms of my actual personality, I am extremely loving, extremely caring. I, I try and help anyone I know be the best person they can be. And I really dedicate myself to that. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know anyone who's introspected as much as I have. I don't know anyone who, who can show themselves as a deep and wide ranging amount of love as I can show myself. 
and who's so comfortable both in sort of their masculine energy and their feminine energy. So I think I'm just a very, I think I will help someone be the best person they can be, help them discover who that is if they don't know it already. And I'm a very, I'm a very good resource object if, if they care um, the way you claim all women do as a primary. Um, And if they agree, if they have similar values to me, I think I'm extremely well situated to actually bring those values into reality, both for our own lives and in the world at large. Um, I'm interest, I'm working on some very, very interesting things. Um, mm-hmm. And David, let's not forget the most important attribute you bring. You are a co-host on the Liberty Expert podcast. Do not underestimate the power of that. Right. That is an aphrodisiac, let me tell you. If, if they marry me, they have a <laughs> yes. direct route to being friends with Tim Moen. Cheers. Um, yeah, no, I think that that is uh, excellent. And I, I agree with you. I, I think, um, you know, I... I think the, the ability to gather resources is, is, you know, paramount. Like that, that is at the fundamental, like you want someone who is reproductively fits. They want someone that is, um, you know, resource acquisition fit. And, uh, you know, so, so I think that makes perfect sense. And, you know, there, there's this, like women tend to like the bad boys, right? There's a reason that beauty and the beast is a popular, um, uh, you know, Jungian archetype, right? Of of this, uh, you you are taming the beast. You get this alpha masculine beast, and you tame them. And and that's kind of what happens in marriage. Like after you have kids, you need to switch gears from being this alpha go getter to when you come home. Now you need to be this loving, nurturing person who is is bonding with their family. And uh, I think you are more than capable of of filling both those roles. Um, wonderfully so um now yes yes uh well, i wanted to make one right. more point about the, the marriage uh, i wanted to bring back this back to walter block and the marriage inequality thing the to, to explain the gender wage gap um block says look that the gender wage gap is best explained this way not by sexism it's by different choices that the genders make um in in relationships if you take an unmarried man, a never married man and a never married woman they tend to make about the same wage um if they're career focused if that's their thing right uh now what what happens when you get married well men married men actually make more than never married men and uh married women make less than never married men and why is that it's because uh priorities shift when you're in a relationship in, in where you expect to reproduce and where you're having kids right uh men na- men naturally get motivated to go out and hunt more they they feel a greater sense of urgency and responsibility i can tell you that as a father you know i picked up multiple jobs once i started having kids it was like i got to get out there and hustle um and women just want to be connected to that and nurture that and be there and and if they go to work man they all they're thinking about is coming home to their kid and they can't get home fast enough and and so those two different attitudes to bringing kids into this world explain the um the, the gender wage gap largely it's just a different focus a different way of thinking and that and that's complementary and um you know and also I'll say as as a married guy that 
I'm able to produce more because my wife does stuff at home that I don't, I don't do, that I don't have to do. I don't have to worry about cooking meals. I don't have to worry about doing laundry. I don't have to worry about doing a lot of things. And I really appreciate her for doing all those things because it frees up my time to focus on on hunting um, you know, our next meal kind of thing. So all this is to say that what you're describing is is fairly traditional, right? It's like you're looking for a traditional relationship. So now I will bring it back to my suggestion to you for you, you to at least consider trying is go to church. Uh, find because you're you're not going to find a, anywhere else are you going to find someone who sh- as closely shares your ideas and your values without actually maybe um, coming at them from the same point as you. But the, but women who are Christians or in a church value the same types of things you do. They recognize the value in a good man. They recognize the value and commitment. Okay, one of the common tropes out there among the dating females, especially in the early 20s or, you know, to to 30s is you need to try on a whole bunch of different people and you need to have that, that relationships are all about that feeling about falling in love. And that's, what's going to hold it together. And the minute you, and the danger of that is you're not always on that love high in a relationship, right? And so you need someone that understands that marriage is is not about love so much as it is about commitment. Yes, you need that love to get going, but you need that commitment to sustain it, to, to maintain it. And the love will come back. It'll ebb and flow. There, there'll be dips and valleys, uh, peaks and valleys. Um, but you need someone that fundamentally understands the value and the institution of marriage and not someone who is following the common tropes that are out there in culture that are out there in Hollywood media that are on the bachelorette that are on this, that you need to feel that falling in love and you'll, and there's the one, right? There's that one soulmate that is out there for you. All that is a bunch of BS. You you need to make a commitment to someone and honor that commitment. And you need a a woman that will recognize that. And the best place to find that is in a church. And I'd also add, I'm going to continue my argument, Your Honor, um, that objectivism came from, in some ways, was inspired by the Christian tradition. I mean, Western civilization was built on the sacros- the idea that the individual was sacrosanct. Without Protestantism, um, you wouldn't. I, I doubt you would have objectivism, um, because wow. we, we wouldn't have Western civilization where that could be brought. So the idea that salvation is in the individual, that you can choose heaven or hell based on your actions, that there is an objective law out there. Um, those are all values that Christians share with objectivists. And you're going to be hard-pressed, I would argue, to find that in someone in the secular realm uh, that's out there just consuming culture. So I don't even want to touch on this absurdity that Western culture... Oh, and by the way, I, I would stay away from Pentecostal churches, okay? That- Them chicks is crazy. Anyways. So let's leave aside the the just false uh, premises that Western culture or objectivism grew out of the church. That's a whole other big discussion. Um, Talk to but, Jordan Peterson, bro. Um, but no, I think the the issue is I have a sense of morality, which many religious people do and many secular mm-hmm. people do not because... Right. Uh, for a long time, most people got their morality from religion. But that aside, I actually want to uh, put you on the witness stand because yes. you 
said that, you know, you buy into this view that, okay, marriage is this partnership and you're the one who's supposed to go out and get resources. Your wife likes you because of your ability to go out and get resources. And yet when it comes to getting resources and earning money through this podcast, you are unable Ooh. to do it. Ooh, that hurt me, right? Failure. Oh, you fail as someone able to yeah. get those objects because you do not go out there. I think we could be earning a thousand dollars a month easily if you went out there and acted as someone whose job it is is to get the resource objects. Get the resources, Tim. That is your duty to your wife. That is your obligation. No, you, you're actually making a good. You're making a good case here. I need to. I need to think about this. Um, no, you're right. I need to ramp things up. My wife doesn't like her job that much, and you know, but we we like our lifestyle more than she, you know, dislikes her job. So she keeps working. Wouldn't it be great if I could replace her income with? Um, you know, uh, something else, if I could bring in, uh, yeah. Right. And, and so that she could, and, yeah. And the, the reason you don't is because you don't like the feeling of asking people for money, but imagine we were a thousand years ago. Oh, honey, I don't want to go. I don't want to go hunt. I don't like the yeah. feeling of killing animals. It just doesn't feel good to me. No, you're, you're right. You're right. I, I, I will, I will make a concerted effort to bring in money, uh, this week, David, if that's, uh, well, you're, I, I don't know that I'll do it the way you want me to do it, but, um, I am, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. I got something in the, in the pipe at, right now, actually, I'm, I'm going to work on a video today. Um, uh, top or, or five questions that lockdown enthusiasts can't answer and see if that can drum up some, some business for us. But, um, yeah, no, you put me on the spot. This was supposed to be all about you and us finding, I've got a wife, I've got my life on lockdown. I've got it. Uh, you know, I've got a maid in the shade. I want you to get, get here too, buddy. Um, so, uh, you know, consider going to church. If you're going to go to a church, um, you know, a Presbyterian or Baptist church, I think would be good. It's Judaism. Judaism. Oh, go to, go to, yes, go to temple. Um, you know, you, you can, here's what I've learned. Okay. I'm, I'm the same as you. Like I can't buy into the, the Bible as, as literal truth. I, I buy into a lot of it as metaphorical truth. And, um, I don't think it's truth. I think it's the, the total wrong orientation. Okay. Man, maybe don't go to church yet until you can, you can get past your, objective, uh, you know, your objections to what's being spewed because, um, look, religion does for the heart, what objectivism does for the brain. And yeah, this is, uh, I, I agree. I, I, I think, you know, Peterson, read more Peterson. Okay. Listen to some of his podcast. His, I don't agree with his worldview either. And I think he's not someone I would really want to take philosophical advice. All right. Along. All right. All right. Uh, fair enough. Uh, go out. Good luck, David. Good luck finding a girl out there. You're going to find a blue haired uh, chick who goes from one penis to the next and uh, is basically just a cum dumpster. If you keep this attitude up, mister. Whoa. Huh? I like blue hair. I wouldn't mind <laughs> blue hair, but uh, then, then you got a little aggressive. It's, uh, it's look, okay. 
I can understand. I called you out and I hit you in a very painful spot publicly. <laughs> I understand that you're lashing out, Tim. I can yeah. comfort. I connected a, a deep issue you have with a deep value you have, and I'm and I understand. Okay, but let's let's talk about your strategy for a second. Where are you going to find a girl that that shares your values? That that uh, well, make you good. I mean, my fundamental premise is that, oh, I'm just continuing to build my business, build my community, build my world that I want. And eventually someone in that ecosystem will be a single woman who's looking for what I'm looking for. And so like, you know, that's fundamentally, that's what I think will happen. You know, five years from now, I'm going to be running a business. I'll have employees. I'll have uh, like, I'll have people around me. I'll have my own community. Um, based on yeah. what I'm trying to build based on my values, but I'm trying to, you know, there are people out there who have share my values. So that's why I'm like, well, dating sites, at least I'm fishing in a big pond. And so it's, it's harder to find the one or two that might, but at least they're, they're, they're out there somewhere. Right. Yeah. I hope, I hope they are. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm skeptical that outside of, uh, out of church, you're going to find someone. I, I hope you can. Um, you know, because here, here's the thing, like once you're a resource object, you'll have no problem attracting women, right? They, they'll come flocking to you and you'll, you'll be able yeah, to find somebody. But ideally, wouldn't it be right? great to have someone who sees your potential, wants to help you achieve that and get there faster and, you know, is with you through thick and thin because they value that commitment um, to the relationship. Yeah, um, I mean, I, that's yeah. why I'd like to find it sooner, but um, yeah. So I like you to think a little bit more about church. I like you don't have to buy into um, the Bible as literal truth or even metaphorical truth. But um, if you could at least get to the point where you can see some of the value to it, I, I get that there'll always no, be do downside some of the value to it. There are definitely some Christians that I have many values in common with. Right. Like do you I, think you could ever pray with someone? Yeah. You wouldn't feel weird about that or like, no, Why am I talking I to this imaginary I, person? I'm praying, I, I don't really pray much anymore, but I prayed for a long time or for a long time, for a couple of years. When I pray, I know I'm just talking to my own deepest self, right? right? I'm just talking to my own uh, deep self that does represent a lot of the values that people attribute to God. I just know that that exists mm-hmm. within each person. So when I'm praying, I'm talking to that. And so I'm, I'm fine to do that. Um, yeah. Okay, good. Well, that, that's, that's a start. I, I mean, that, that is, that's the main thing. I think, I, I mean, thing. as long as I'm okay to pray, I can find a wife. Well, I, I think if, if you can understand things, you don't have to buy in like prayer is helpful, right? Whether you believe there's a, you're talking to an imaginary guy in the sky or imaginary being, it's it there's something helpful about it. it's a type of meditation that you're connecting to a different part of yourself you know what you're actually doing right for sure it is but what i'm saying is like the act of praying is helpful whether whether you know what you're doing in reality or not right uh, and so you don't need the girl to understand that prayer is uh, is her talking to her higher self or something like that um she can believe she's talking to God and still get the same benefit out of it. Um, and, and that's where I say reli- see, there's value I, in religion. I really don't think I could live with someone. But, but here's, here, here's the thing. I don't want you to, I don't want you to dismiss. Right. But most religious people aren't like that. You know, most 
and especially in the church, like women are kind of taught to take spiritual leadership from the man. So I, th- I think it's much more likely that you would persuade the woman towards your brand of spirituality than, than um, she would convince you to go the other way. Um, and, you know, again, it, it's not about, you know, there, there's something like religion has survived this long for a reason. There's some evolutionary advantage to it. And that is, you can't just dismiss that out of hand. There's no, something about it that supports think- family, that supports reproduction, that supports all the things that you are interested in. Yeah. And so they, they might get there for the wrong reasons or, you know, they might not have had, or they might be using different language to explain the same thing you're explaining through with more precision. But I don't want you to just dismiss it as a bunch of hocus pocus mumbo jumbo. There's something there to it. And we can be no, I'm, I'm atheist not Christians. Okay. Or atheist Jews. I'm not at all dismissive of religion like many objectivists are. I do see there's immense value in a lot of of what it brings. But when, because I'm so interested in the deepest questions, and that's what I spend my time exploring, um, like it may be an issue if, if there's a fundamental disagreement. But I guess we shall see. Yeah. But you don't, again, we've established you don't need your partner or your wife to think on that level you know, that's what you're doing. She's doing something else. She's focused on matters of the heart of connecting family of, you know, doing what works given her context. And so she doesn't need to necessarily buy into the same thing you are, or, you know, have the exact same thing. They will have the same values as you, and they will be focused on the same goals as you, and they will have the same framework as you because they, they will, you know, I know having grown up in a Christian household that women see it as their duty uh, to support their, like, you know, have their place, I guess, in the home. They have no problem taking on the role you described as ideal for your partner, just like men in those religions have no problem taking on the role of provider and resource object. Um, But there's a difference between feeling you have a duty to do something or thinking you have a duty and choosing to do it because it's actually what you rationally value, right? Yeah, but here's the block, David. Um, you're going to find that that's hyper-masculine thinking. And what you want is someone who's feminine, uh, I think, right? To complement that masculine thinking. You want someone, th- th- this is what I value about my right, wife. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. But it's about, these are not, I don't view these things at, as at odds, right? I right. view them as one is in, one can have a, like, you know, it can be a 60-40 split in terms of how your thinking runs, but fundamentally, they need to not be doing. Then this, I mean, this is getting into why I think religion is bad, right? And why mm-hmm. and it, it does not let people have a proper psychology if they are like if they actually do things out of faith or duty or whatever it is, right? And right. But that's a whole other topic, and I have to go. Um, All right, buddy. Well, I, th- I think there, I think we've I think we're going to need to get past this block to find you a woman. I do um, because I don't think you can expect uh, your partner to get to have the same logical progression. She, she'll have the same values as, as you. And um, you know, she won't have thought through them from first principles and epistemology. She'll have come there from a different realm potentially. Right. Yeah. yeah like, no, that, you're that narrowing the f- and understand. Okay. But the issue is, 
is slightly different than that. They still have to think that they want it rather than they're supposed to. Oh, for, for sure. And, and uh, I mean, Christian girls do. I mean, that's what they want more than anything. I mean, that's the kind of culture they grew up in. And, and they have no problem with it because that's, you know, kind of like um, encouraged, right? It's not like they have feminists screaming in their ear that you you, yeah. you need to want it all and need have it all and you can. Um, you know, they, they understand that there's trade-offs and that that there's nothing wrong with being a feminine stay-at-home mom. I mean, there's in some ways nothing more noble than that. But there's also something to be said about a commitment, right? Commitment is kind of like a duty you take on that even if you're not feeling it right now, even if you feel like things are down and you're not getting anything out of this relationship, you're going to stick through it for the long-term picture. And so, you know, you you want someone that has that as well, but. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Well, I'll, you've definitely opened my mind a little bit towards this possibility. All right. I think we disagree. Well, and Liberty expert nation, if you know of any, uh, hot leads for David, please send us a message and let us know. Um, and, uh, you know, I encourage you to become uh, subscribing, uh, paid subscribers to this and, uh, maybe you can get on a, a call with David and, and let him know what you think about all this and, and help me convince this poor soul to, unblock himself and and find love and find commitment and um yeah go to libertyexperts.com the libertyexperts.com and you can support us thank you